Don't be deceived, church. It is never the will of God for you to pay to receive an anointing or a gift or a power or the Holy Spirit or some special kind of an anointing. God's never going to ask you to put money down so he can give you something. single one of you as believers in Christ are going to grow up. Say, I'm going to grow up in the things of the Lord. If God says he is light and the light of the, of the world is in me, and now I am the light of Christ as well, shining in a dark place because Christ's light shining through me, then we have to be able to recognize in the church when things are not of God. And I started this last week, and I was telling you about some things last week, and the Lord says, I want you to go back, and I want you to touch on something, and, which I mentioned last week. Believe it or not, there are some Christian ministers who will ask you to do things, practices, that are not of God in order for you to receive something. So there are ministers that will ask you to sow a seed. Some maybe have heard, this is nothing new, it's not, this, it's not like this is a new thing. It happens. It continually happens. They'll ask you to sow a seed to their ministry in order for you to receive an anointing. Who's laughing? Yeah, he's laughing. You know, he's laughing because it's ridiculous. He's laughing because it's absolutely not of God. You don't buy the power of God. You don't buy in anointing. You don't sow a seed so that you can put faith down on the seed so that you can receive an anointing. It is not biblical. Whoever said that is right. It is that's not biblical. But do you know something? Not everybody knows that. There are Christians that believe this to be true simply because it's being said. And it's being said by a number of people and it's been being said. It's not a new thing, like I said. But you know, like I started last week, I really feel the Lord saying, I need you to make sure that the church that I have you leading is aware, is awake, and that we are not going to fall for that. You're not going to fall for that. So I want you to be aware. Look at Matthew 7.15. We just need to be aware. Matthew 7.15, it says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inward, inwardly they're like wolves. So the church must grow in discernment so that we can discern between what is right and what is not right, what is biblical and what is not biblical, what is of God, what is not of God. As a matter of fact, the word tells us to test the spirits to see if they be true. And so we're going to test the spirits to see if they be true. But right now, I'm going to pause in the message because I want to pray something over some of you. Father, if there's anybody in this room, just out of their own nature, you know, just their own will, goodwill, just, you know, trusting, just, you know, wanting to give a, you know, just the, I just want to, you know, sometimes we'll just try to give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, I just want to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, I don't want to go there. You had a check, but you just don't want to go there. No, 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 no. If there's anyone in this room that has been put under that spell, that you need to give to get, that you need to give to get an anointing, to give to get power. I cancel that right now. I cancel that lying spirit right now. If you have heard that or if someone you know knows that and is trying to tell you the same, I command all that mixture to leave your life right now. 
We decree right now, right, the bloodline being drawn right now in the name of Jesus. You will know what is truly of God and what is not. Father, your word says freely you have given us, freely we are to receive, freely we are to give. So I thank you, Father God. We cannot buy your power. We cannot buy your anointing. Hallelujah. Uh, Matthew 24:11. I'm going to give you some scripture and then I'm going to get into our main text. Matthew 24:11 says many false prophets will come and arise and mislead many. We need to know this. We need to know this as a body of Christ. You need to know many. The word says, you know, they'll come. This is 24:24. Uh, 24, 24. Yeah, false Christ, false prophets will appear, perform great signs and wonders, miracles before your very eyes. It says that would deceive even the elect, if possible. I mean, we know that this, there's nothing new under the sun. They did it even in, in Pharaoh's court with the magicians. They'll do it now. You know, just read through the Word of God. You'll see it's consistent. 2 Corinthians 11, 4 and 5. Uh, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 11, 14 and 15. 2 Corinthians 11, 14 and 15 says, For Satan himself transforms himself as an angel of light. Satan himself will sometimes transform himself to appear, to appear as an angel of light. And so we see that even in our culture today because we see, we see people in the pulpit accepting transgender, you know, transgenders like in a position of ministry, like in a position of leadership. Like I've told you in the past, we're to love all people, but we are to hate sin. We're not to love sin, we're to hate sin. We love people. But the sin we hate. Let God be true and let every man be a liar. So in other words, there are, there are churches that have changed their, even their bylaws so that they can embrace that which God sa says, this leads to death. This is not okay. Different practices of such. We love the individual, but you cannot bring mixture in your church in the form of leadership. You let them come, of course, but in the form of leadership. You don't give them a position of authority. You don't give them a position of leadership when they still need to be delivered and healed. Because you're bringing in mixture. And I'll tell you why some of them do it. It's because of money. Because there's greed in their heart. Because some of them are the ones that give and they don't want to limit that. But I'm telling you, I don't make this stuff up. These are the things that I hear about. These are the things that come to my attention. People that come and tell me this is what's going on. And they're grieved because they know it's wrong, but they can't say anything. Or they feel like they can't. Because they're involved in this church and this is what leadership is doing. And they're just in this hard place. What do I do? What do I do? This is what's happening. You guys, we have to have discernment. But we also have to have the spirit of God's boldness to say that's not okay, to speak up, Amen. to speak up, right? So Satan himself will transform himself into an angel of light. And then it says his, his servants masquerading as servants of righteousness. You know, the, the, the minions, the demons. That's what his word says. So there's nothing new. Money can't buy this anointing. I'm going to turn to Acts chapter 8. Because Acts chapter 8, there's a story. Simon, 
offered money to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And we were in this last week, this chapter, same chapter, last week. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you to go back there because we need, you, you need to, there's people that need to hear what he's going to tell you today. So um, Acts 8, and in verse 13, yeah, verse 13, Acts 8, 13. All right, it says, Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip, and was amazed to see the miracles and the signs which were done. Hey, it's okay to be amazed. It's okay to be in awe. We're in awe. We're in awe. But we're in awe with Jesus. We're in awe that the fact that Jesus does these things. Not a man, not a woman, not a person. Jesus does these things, right? But he was in awe of the power that was coming forth from this man, this, this, this disciple, right? And he says, now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. So here's Peter and John. They enter into the scene. Who then, it says, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. So Simon had received, you know, the Lord, but now he's, he's seeing the Holy Spirit being prayed for, people receiving the Holy Spirit. And it says, verse 16, it says, for as yet... He had not fallen on any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord. Verse 17, then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw this, Simon's looking around. Remember, Simon was the magician. Simon was doing all these magic tricks and such and making a lot of money. When Simon saw this power being displayed in the church too, he's like, wow, this is right up my alley. This is, this is familiar to me. He says, when Simon saw that the laying on of, of the apostles' hands, um, that the Holy Spirit was given to them, he offered them money. And he said, give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. There was no doubt in what his thoughts were. You can't, you can't wonder what he really wanted that power for. Why you don't, There's no question mark as to why he wanted the money, to give money for this. He was trying to exchange that which is holy, right, for what is unholy. He was saying, I just want to receive uh, this power that you have, so let me give you money for it so that I can receive the power. Well, we read this story and we're like, oh, this is ridiculous. Why would anybody do that? Can't anybody see right through that? It's wrong. Of course it's wrong, but we live in a day and an age where people don't really read their Bibles. Not a lot of them, they don't read their Bibles, not consistently, and they fall for things that they shouldn't be falling for. When these kinds of things come about, because the majority starts to get deceived, they think it's okay. So this warning that the Lord has been putting in my spirit is still stirring very strongly because I came to you last week and I shared some things about this similar topic. Look at verse 20. But Peter said to him, here comes the correction. Church, we need to be able to have a voice and speak up when you need to. Here's the correction. Peter says to him, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You cannot purchase the gift of God. Does it get any clearer, church? 
Does anybody not see that? Does your Bible say anything different than my Bible? No, right? It says you cannot purchase. You thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. But then he goes on. He says, you have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. That's pretty stern. Then he says, repent, therefore, of this wickedness and pray, if perhaps the thoughts of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. He says, I see what the root of this is. I see what the root of this is. Poisoned by bitterness? Bound by iniquity? It's all about self. Let's highlight self. Don't be deceived, church. It is never the will of God for you to pay to receive an anointing or a gift or a power or the Holy Spirit or some special kind of an anointing. God's never going to ask you to put money down so he can give you something like that. You, can't, you cannot buy the anointing, guys. Matthew 10, 6 through 8, when Jesus was sending out the 12, he said, go rather to the lost sheep, to the house of Israel, and as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Let's repeat Let's go back. Let's read it again. It says, go. This is when Jesus was sending out the 12. He was commissioning them. He was instructing them what they should do to carry out the Great Commission. Go to the lost sheep, the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He says, go heal the sick. He says, go cleanse the lepers. Go raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely you have you will give. So I don't want you to mistake in this by, oh, how about that class that I took? I had to pay for that class. I'm not talking about that. Like, you know, there are times where you'll, you'll go to a conference. You'll pay to go to a conference. You're paying to go to a conference. You're paying for somebody's time. You're paying for materials. You're paying, you know, to, to bless a ministry. You're giving, you're giving an offering. You're, but you're not paying to receive power. You're not paying to receive an anointing. You're not paying to receive the Holy Spirit. There's a big difference. Nobody checks at the door before you walk in and say, you got to pay before you come in, right? Nobody, nobody says, oh, you, you got to make your payment before you come into church. You're going to come in and you're going to receive freely. You're going to come in and you're going to receive freely because this is the kingdom of God, the order of God. You're going to come in, you're going to receive, then you're going to go out and you're going to freely give. So how about tithes and offering? That's a completely different topic. Tithes and offering, you're giving unto the kingdom of God to further the gospel. Amen. You're not giving to receive a gift. You're not giving to receive an anointing, and you're not giving to receive power. And so that is my point here today. There is too many people that are falling for a false doctrine and calling it God. You can't have that. That is called mixture. And you know who is, you know who is glorified is the devil himself, Satan himself. 
Satan himself that wanted power, that fell from his position of authority because he wanted to have it all. You know, he was the most beautiful, beautiful created angel, full of wisdom, the Bible says, and full of beauty until pride got into his heart. He was created beautiful, the most beautiful angel, full of wisdom. But though he was full of wisdom, he still misused it. You can have the wisdom of God, but you can still end up becoming deceived and misusing it. But not you. Say, uh-uh, not me. Not me. Mm-mm. Hallelujah. You know that's what psychics do, right? They expect you to pay them so that they can tell you your future. They expect you to pay them so that you can receive power. That's what psychics do. That is not what a Christian should do. It is witchcraft. It is absolutely witchcraft. And it's in its manipulation, and it's in its all, and that, and much more. So let's talk about what does the word say about giving? How should we, as biblical, as students of the word, so when I look at you, I look at you and I see students of the word. You guys want to learn and grow in the word. So what does the word say? Just a few scriptures about financially taking care of your church. Yes, it is in there. Financially taking care of your church, but not in an effort to gain power. 1 Timothy 5, 17 and 18. It says, let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor. Where are my ministry gifts in this church? Okay, a ministry gift, the Bible says a ministry gift is apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. So I'm going to ask the question again now that I've defined it. Where are my ministry gifts in this church? Please stand up. No, the Bible talks about those that are pastors being a ministry gift. You're all gifts to the body. No, please stand. If you're pastors, I want you to stand. You're all gifts to the body. But there is a special anointing on pastors, apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists, a fivefold ministry, fivefold ministries. So I honor you. I know we have a few more in this church. They're not here right now. But I honor you guys. I'm thankful, so thankful for the Lord to bring us together to steward this body and to steward it well, to continue to bring people forth in the knowledge of God and the love of God. These, the Bible talks about,